Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, LZ Flinnard. Can I get a oh yeah? What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to episode 116 of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. This week's guest is Eric Rosenberg. Eric Rosenberg knows money. Starting off early on his entrepreneurial journey, he was the top seller of his community's entertainment coupon books when he was a Boy Scout. From there, he followed a steady career path in finance, starting out as a bank manager and transitioning into full-time financial consulting. We talk about Eric's side hustle and how it grew to be what it is today. He also shares with us keys to success and some awesome advice for business owners and entrepreneurs. All right, enterprisers, let's dig in. Seems everyone is podcasting these days. But if you want to do it right and stand out from the crowd, you need to contact Enterprise Now. E-Now Podcast Solutions is second to none in providing best-in-class customer service and delivering top-quality podcast production. Podcast editing can be time-consuming and tedious. You're a podcaster. That's what you do best. Let us do the dirty work for you. Besides, it's what we do best. Then all you have to do is your awesome show. We can help with basic editing, mixing, promotion, delivery, tagging, and pro editing. Whatever you need, we can do it for you. Check us out and see all the ways we can make your podcast sound amazing and professional. Visit enterprise-now.biz slash production. All right, Eric, can I get an oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Nice, nice. I don't know if that was my inner Hulk Hogan or my inner uh, Kool-Aid guy. It was one of the two. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe a combination. Or was that Randy Savage? It's been so long you know, since those old wrestling guys. <laughs> those are, were the good old days, right? The first thing that I like to do, Eric, right off the bat is to just thank you for taking the time out to talk with us. I know you could have been doing a number of things this evening, but you chose to uh, share your experience and wisdom with us. So for that, we say thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. So the the other thing, the second thing I like to do is to get to know you a little bit better. So I usually will ask my guests to tell me about themselves. But when I say that, I mean, feel free to go all the way back to the day you were born, or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself. I think I'm going to go back to elementary school. It seems like a good midpoint there. <laughs> so so uh, actually, so going way back, I moved around a bunch when I was a little kid. We moved to Denver when I was five 
and I grew up in the Denver, Colorado area. And something that tells a lot about my future, but we didn't know yet back then, is when I was in Boy Scouts, I was the number one seller of Gold Sea and entertainment coupon books every year in my troop. So that was, I guess, a little indicator of my side hustles to come. <laughs> gotcha. And so I, um, so after that, you know, I, I stayed in the Denver area. I, I grew grew up and graduated high school there. Went to the University of Colorado, got a finance degree there, and my first job out of school was in a bank. And as a bank manager, I was doing all sorts of, um, you know, the day to day things that you need to do to run a bank. I was approving new uh, mortgage loans, new credit card applications, things like that. And I was the manager of all the tellers, the new account representatives and the customer service area at the busiest branch of my bank. So I had a very uh, intense time there. Um, and I decided eventually that banking or, or at least that type of banking wasn't right for me. And I decided to move on. And when I left that job, I started this little personal finance blog as a side hustle. And I'd been reading personal finance blogs and I was seeing all this all this great stuff out there. But a lot of the stories were people who'd gotten into a ton of debt and were telling their stories about how they were getting out of debt. And I started thinking to myself, well, I've never been in debt. I graduated from undergrad debt free uh, because of a scholarship. I used to run a bank branch. I've done everything right with my money. People should listen to me about their money. So that's what I started a, a little personal finance blog. Uh, way back then, it was at narrowbridgeadventures.blogspot.com because I didn't know anything about internet marketing yet. Uh, but it was a, a great journey that started there. Um, I started going to financial blogging conferences and getting involved with an online financial blogging community. And that little side hustle, I'll never forget the first day that I made a, it was a $10 ad sale. I was so excited I could go get a beer from what I made on the internet. I'm like, this is so cool. Um, but then eventually that grew to a point that it was covering you know, all my beers for a month, which when I was in my 20s was impressive. <laughs> then then uh, you know, it started paying my rent and then I bought a condo and it was covering my mortgage. Uh, and flash forward to about two years ago, I had made in 2015 $40,000 in revenue online as a side hustle on top of my day job as a senior financial analyst. So at this point, you know, it felt like things were going pretty well. It was it was exciting. And I decided, you know, like any good responsible father with a six-month-old daughter and a you know, stay-at-home wife for a mother, that I would quit my job, sell my house, and move somewhere more expensive and become a full-time online entrepreneur. <laughs> and thankfully, it's all worked out great. That's where I am today. So let's backtrack just a little bit and uh, tell us what's your favorite thing to do. Favorite thing to do. It's funny. Uh, my daughter just broke into the office. I had the door locked, but I have to say spending time with my kids um, outside of work. That, that That's my thing. I, I do work and I do family. I have two little girls. I have a two and a half year old and a six month old, I guess now seven month old and, uh, and a wonderful wife. And, and my family is wonderful. And, and I'm so lucky to be able to live in a place. I'm in Ventura, California. The weather is amazing. The climate's amazing. Yeah, I, I have a great life. I wouldn't change a thing. You mentioned a, lo a little bit about your journey, how you got to where you are today. Um, if you had to identify one thing, what would you say your superpower is? My superpower? I'd say, uh, I think my superpower is I type really fast. <laughs> I, um, I paid really close attention in sixth grade keyboarding class. We had that for a quarter, I remember, in middle school. 
and um, it has served me very well. I now I type about 90 to 100 words a minute when I get going. So as a freelance writer, that is a very helpful skill to have. So what what took you down the path of writing? Yeah, it was actually, if you'd asked me in high school or college or even I don't know, 10 years ago right now, would, would I be a writer in the future? It would be a big no. I, w- I would have never guessed that I would have quit my job in finance to become a writer. Though I do write about finance, so there's still uh, a related um, aspect to that for my background. But you know, that was never really the goal. It was never the focus. In high school, I actually really didn't like my English classes or my writing classes. Uh, my my sophomore year in high school English teacher, I might almost <laughs> go as far as to say was like a nemesis in my life. But then my junior and senior year in high school, I had two amazing English teachers who made me really appreciate um, more of the creativity and flexibility writing has to offer rather than a strict set of rules that they want you to follow for standardized tests and things like that. Um, so so I was always good at writing. I actually uh, got a perfect score on the writing portion of the SAT2 test. I don't even know if they still do SAT twos. <laughs> Back in <laughs> high school, I had to take one of those. I got a so so I was always okay at writing. Obviously, if I could get a perfect score there, but but no, I never would have thought that was something I would have done for a career. It only came out of you know exploring it as a side hustle. Interesting, interesting. Now you talked a little bit again about your journey, your superpower, and how you kind of got went from a career in finance to what you're doing now. I'm sure that they came that came along with some challenges and hurdles along the way. How do you overcome challenges? So I, I'd say one of my biggest challenges I've ever uh, dealt with on a recurring basis is that I say yes to everything <laughs> and I overextend myself. And I've noticed that you know by not focusing on one project or two projects at any given time, that often holds me back from reaching the biggest successes I could have had if I had stayed focused. So I overcome most of the challenges I create and the challenges that I encounter along the way by keeping that long-term focus and knowing that uh, whatever goal I'm working towards, whether it's something for my blog or my YouTube channel or my Twitter or my freelance clients, which which is the core of my business, um, I have to stay focused and put that as the priority and if I do that, I can work through pretty much anything at this point. What are some of your keys to success? My biggest keys to success? You know, there, there have been so many things along the way. Uh, I, I'd say one of the biggest things that people should you know, focus on that has been a huge key for me is focusing on something that you love, uh, that you could also turn into a career. You know, that's the one thing with hobbies and side hustles. We talk about um, you know, just do something you love and all the profits will come, right? You, I'm sure you've seen that online again and again and again. But th- but that's not really how it works. You have to have a viable business to go into. So, you know, having um you know, having a business idea that you love it has been has been a huge key success to me and something that I would encourage everyone to really think hard about before starting up any new venture. That's a really good point because a lot of times I think entrepreneurs and business owners tend to do things backwards. They lead with the lead with the passion versus leading with solving a problem or and or listening to what the market is demanding, right? So to your point, yeah. um, it, it's fine to, to do to do something you love, but it has to be a viable business as well. So that's a really good, uh, really good point. 
it was interesting. I was researching for a, a speech, a public talk I gave a few years ago. And when I was getting everything ready, I came across a blog on competitive duck herding. And I was saying to people, you know, I'm sure there are some people out there who really love competitive duck herding, and that's their thing. But for most businesses or blogs or whatever ideas you're having, you need to have a much wider audience, not like such a super niche like that. Uh, because, you know, how much money could you realistically generate or how much traffic could you generate from a website on duck herding? You know, not as much as uh, there's a whole big list of topics out there. So so think hard about those topics, too. This next question tends to throw people off a little bit, but I love to ask it because I thoroughly enjoy hearing their answers. Uh, so if you could meet anyone in the world, who would it be and what would you say to them? I'd say if it were today, I would probably want to meet Elon Musk. Uh, he's been really inspiring to me lately. And as much as I'd love to meet, you know, some some super celebrity or supermodel or something like that, <laughs> I think uh, Elon Musk would be uh, a more valuable person to meet. And I'd like to ask him about you know, his. I mean, you asked me about keys to success, but he has had several businesses become you know billion dollar companies. And I know one of his keys to success is having a big successful business in the past and having you know, a billion dollars or whatever to invest in your companies, but to have, yeah, that, that doesn't hurt. Right. But, um, you know, between, uh, like Tesla and SpaceX and the boring company, he he has multiple things going on, hyperloops (laughs) all at the same time. Uh, so to, to learn how he's able to accomplish so much, um, would be really, uh, I think useful to a lot of people and and definitely me. Yeah. I, I, I really, want to know about his his thoughts about space and the future of uh of what does that look like in 15 to 25 years in in his mind yeah last a uh, couple months ago when they launched the uh the red sports car up into space and they sh- they shot that tesla up the next week they were doing another launch in vandenberg air force base which is about two hours from where i live in california and the morning that was scheduled to launch, I just happened to be up super early. It was like 5.30 in the morning. And my daughter came out, my older girl, at about uh, 6 a.m. I was looking at my phone and it said the rocket was going to shoot at 6.04. So we went out in my driveway. We were actually able to see it uh, from two hours away. So we uh, we didn't see the red sports car. We saw the follow-up rocket. But that was still pretty cool to see something going into space. Wow. Yeah, that is pretty cool. So... Kind of moving along a little bit, you um, we, we've learned a little bit more ab- uh, about you, your background, how you got to where you are, your superpower, how you overcome challenges, and some of your keys to success. Tell us about your business. Um, you, we mentioned a little bit about it, but I understand there are a few other aspects to what you do. Uh, tell us a little bit more about your business. Yeah, so today my business is a it's a kind of a multi-pronged enterprise, like a a hub with a spokes. So if you picture like a wheel, I have all these different things that come off from that main wheel. Uh, which that that wheel, that's that hub, that's my my primary income that my family lives on. And I'm a big fan of multiple income streams. So the biggest income stream coming out of that hub is freelance writing. And what's interesting is I never thought freelance writing. As I said earlier, I never thought I'd be a writer, but I started blogging and it grew from there. When I started blogging, I never thought I was going to be blogging or writing for anyone else. And that, that was an interesting thing that came up. It was along the way going to conferences and getting involved in the personal finance blogging community. 
primarily through a conference called FinCon that happens every year. It's coming up this year in uh, September in Orlando. I will definitely be there. Uh, but along the way, a company came up to me and said, you know, we like what you're doing. We like what you're writing on your website. Will you write for us? We'll pay you. And at that point, I said, well, sure, you know, pay me and I'll write whatever you want. That's awesome. <laughs> but I, you know, I thought I was going to be more like Pat Flynn. If, if you guys know the Smart Passive Income blog or podcast, you know, Pat Flynn is this huge um, online name. He has uh, you know, a massive YouTube channel and Twitter and Facebook and, 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 you know, everything he does is so huge and he makes like six figures a month. He does income reports, which I also do income reports at a uh, personal profitability.com. And I was thought, you know, I thought that was what I was going to be doing. I thought I was going to have this huge audience and build my income online that way. Uh, but Google, uh, thanks to pandas and penguins and other search engine changes they did, uh, had different plans for me. So the freelancing is what really took off and started driving the income. So even though I have a bigger personal audience at Personal Profitability, that's my blog and podcast and a, a YouTube channel I have coming off of there, amongst other things, uh, the real income is coming from something that I didn't expect to work, and that's the freelance writing. So anytime I'm talking to people about their own businesses, anything like consulting, things like that, I say, you know, don't always look at what you expected to work in your business, look at what is working in your business. And for me, that thing was freelancing. So that is my primary focus. Very, very cool. Now, I guess if you had a crystal ball and you were looking down into the future in three, five, three to five years, I guess, where, where can you imagine your business being? And hopefully in a point that I'm on a private jet. So I think that's <laughs> the way to travel. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's, I, t I, would love to, I don't often think about it in, in a five-year or 10-year sense because things are moving so fast in this entrepreneurial world, um, but I am working on shifting from freelancing, which is an hours for dollars type business into something that scales better. So I've been working on a couple of different startup ideas and app ideas. I actually started uh, my first app I ever made, which is out there on the uh, iPhone app store the android uh, google play store is called kosher fish which i i keep kosher i'm a jewish guy and i was i'd always go to sushi bars and places like that and couldn't figure out if the fish was kosher or not so i made an app um but from there i've gone on to build a few other apps i have one under development called community sharer uh, one that i'm working with a small team on called a mastermind hunt and that one's all about mastermind groups so uh, th those have also been a big key to my success in the long run. I've been in mastermind groups for about eight years now, and that one's at mastermindhunt.com. So hopefully one of these um, software as a service or SaaS applications, as uh, as they're called online, uh, will take off and uh, eventually outpace my uh, freelance writing so I can focus primarily then on my business that scales and then my own website and blog and, and podcast and YouTube channel, all that stuff, because those I do just because I love them. They're, they're awesome. And, and I wouldn't give those up no matter how much I'm making. Awesome. So as we um, kind of wrap things up, Eric, if you had to give the enterprisers an actionable step to improve their businesses today, what would that be? The, the number one thing I would do, which is, is coming back to what we just talked about a minute ago, Focus on what's working in your business. You know, even if it's something that surprises you, even if it's something that you didn't necessarily want to do, if it's working, embrace it because you know that's where the biggest successes come from. You know, maybe you want to build um, the biggest widget company in the world, but nobody wants widgets; they want gadgets. 
So they start buying gadgets from you. Start selling them the gadgets. Don't obsess about the widgets. You know, focus on those things that your customers want, that your audience wants, and deliver and rinse and repeat and keep getting better at it. And as you do, uh, the profits are sure to follow. That is awesome advice. Listen to the market, guys. Listen to the market. So, Eric, if people want to connect with you, find out more about what you do, um, work with you, how can they do that? Yeah, sure. So the easiest place to catch me for a quick connection is Twitter. Where I just the day we're recording this hit ten thousand followers today, so I'm super excited about Twitter. That's at Eric Profits, uh, or I have my blog, a podcast, and you can find my YouTube channel easily at personalprofitability.com. But I want to give you guys for listening today a giveaway because you're so awesome. I have a free week long boot camp. You get access to a video once a day for a week. They're about ten minutes long. You can find that at personalprofitability.com slash bootcamp. Very, very cool. Thank you for that offer. Enterprisers, I know I say this every week and you hear me say this every single week. And I say it every week because it's true every single week. Yet another awesome conversation with another awesome entrepreneur. Take advantage of that offer. Whenever we have guys or folks on the show who are uh, willing to connect and willing to give away free stuff, take advantage of it, guys. So head on out to uh, that website. Eric, can you give that uh, that link uh, out again? Yes, it's personalprofitability.com slash bootcamp. Take advantage of that offer. And guys, thank you so much for the support that you guys have, have given us uh, over the past couple of few years. We certainly do appreciate it because we wouldn't be able to do what we do without you guys. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Head on out to the website. Let's connect. Email me. Find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, wherever uh, we are. And, and let's connect and let's chat about how we can continue to provide uh, and add value to you guys and your businesses. So thank you guys again. And we'll talk with you guys next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.